Welcome to the Lending Lowdown. I'm CJ Doherty, Director of Market Analysis, and this is our fourth podcast in the series. And today we're going to talk about sustainable finance, primarily focusing on the corporate loan angle. And I'm happy to say I'm joined today by Maria DeCaos, Head of Global Loans Contributions and Director of Analysis here at Refinitiv and our ESG expert extraordinaire. So no pressure, Maria. <laughs> no pressure, CJ. Thank you. So to kick it off then, ESG has become such a buzzword in the loans world and, and indeed the wider world in the last few years. So I guess, Maria, can you, can you quantify how much growth we've seen? Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Um, we, we've seen sustainable and green loan pipelines grow astronomically over the last five years. Um, the market went from about $12 billion in uh, 2017 to a new record at $681 billion in 2021. So it's, it's been accelerated growth. Yeah, so that's huge growth. So how did we get here? You know, what, what has been the impetus for the loan market, indeed the wider market? I think that there are a couple of things that have come into play um, and, and fueled the expansion. Uh, the first is, is headlines. We're all aware of the environmental concerns and damage as a result of climate change, as well as social inequities based on lack of access to critical services and the like. Um, in the corporate and financial worlds, this sentiment has given rise to more activist shareholders, investors, employees, and Basically, people want to know that the companies that they're investing in or that they're working for are part of um, solutions and, and not contributors to the problem. So that's an important mindset. And, and, and finally, I think that there's just been a groundswell of um, support for ESG, and this has increased um, regulatory rules and oversight. And, and we've certainly seen that in Europe as a, as a critical driver. Okay, great. And, and I know that ESG lending was really kickstarted in the bond market space. So I guess, you know, what were the drivers there and, and do they lend themselves to the loan asset class in the same way? And, and if not, what are some of the differences? Sure. Um, I think that's a really good question. I think that the green bond market, which was sort of at the forefront of ESG financing, was fueled by um, pools of investors and portfolio managers who established internal ESG goals and then um, sort of created their own dedicated funds, which um, only invest in green instruments. Um, the loan market, in contrast, had less of a committed or green um, and ESG investor base. So um, in the loan space, the drivers for growth have largely been um, framed by the corporates themselves. Okay. And, and from my understanding, I think that right now we're what we're seeing is an evolution where the, where the finance and corporate communities are working out how to support ESG objectives without impacting company financial goals. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. The, the, the trick is finding the balance there shouldn't be a trade-off between ESG efforts and um, borrower or corporate PL goals. So it's it's striking that balance. Okay, great. And so as the importance of ESG considerations, you know, grow and evolve, what are the biggest considerations that lenders and borrowers take into account when it comes to, you know, deciding whether an ESG loan makes sense or not? Sure. Um, I think the most straightforward consideration is use of proceeds. 
um, green loans and social loans are premised on very specific, clearly defined use of proceeds associated with green or social undertakings. Um, I think the trickier area is in the context of individual sustainability-linked loans. Um, in these cases, the use of proceeds don't come into play, and it all comes down to whether the borrower has a committed ESG corporate strategy and whether they want to align that with financing. Okay. And, and following on from that, I, you know, I think we've seen a variety of borrowers tapping the market for sustainability-linked loans, haven't we? Yes, we absolutely have. Um, Investment-grade borrowers uh, globally have certainly been the backbone of sustainability-linked loan um, pipelines. Just to put some numbers on it, 35% um, of investment-grade loan volume in Europe included sustainability-linked components um, in 2021. And we've seen sort of similar growth in the U.S., although that's coming off of a lower um, base. And year-to-date, about 11% of investment-grade U.S. loan volume has ESG metrics associated with it. Okay, yeah. And, and on top of that, I know we're seeing some inroads being made in the leveraged loan space too, you know, albeit at a slower pace. Um, progress is definitely occurring in Europe. You know, according to our numbers, um, ESG lending there has increased from less than 10% of, of total leveraged loan volume uh, a couple of years ago to, to roughly 15% today. Yeah, and, and I think that's right. And, and we've also seen sort of similar growth, um, slower, but similar growth in, in the U.S. So just to give an example, in March of this year, Novalex um, included a $3 billion sustainability-linked term loan in its buy, buyout financing. So, so we're seeing that same, um, those same inroads being made in, in the U.S. Right. And, and it's not a straight upward curve, though, is it? You know, market volatility can certainly impact efforts and appetite for ESG loans. And I think we certainly saw that with the onset of COVID and the pullback in ESG lending as borrowers rush to secure liquidity to keep their businesses viable. That's right. But the I think the reality is that by the second half of 2020, once the immediate liquidity concerns were addressed, we did see ESG pick up again. Um, 2021 was a record year for ESG volume in large part because COVID served as a wake-up call. Um, the, the reality is that the economic and social impact of something like climate change just remains a daily concern. We see it in the headlines. So the focus on ESG is not going to go away anytime soon. Right. And, and it's not just companies being good, just being, uh, you know, good corporate citizens uh, either. You know, there are borrower incentives in terms of loan pricing as well. I know from our stats uh, that they show better pricing of two and a half to five basis points for those that meet their ESG goals. Um, but I guess on the flip side, you might have to pay up if you miss a target. And that's exactly some of the thinking or the thought process that has to come into play when lenders and borrowers are considering KPIs. Um, you know, on the whole, I think it's, it's really encouraging to lenders when companies like the Renewables Infrastructure Group and Euronav in Europe um, achieve their goals. And we saw that this year. Um, 
ultimately, sustainable finance shouldn't be driving the corporate's sustainable strategy. The strategy itself should drive the financing. So lenders want the goals for borrowers to be ambitious, the ESG goals, but they also want them to be achievable. Okay, so looking ahead then, you know, what's next for ESG and the loan market? What should we expect to see in 2023? Sure. Um, my sense is that lenders in particular are going to be focused on a couple of things. The first, I think, is the concept of transition loans, which will be interesting to watch. So those are loans that help brown industry names move toward greener business models, and it, it comes with investment and the like. The second is, um, I think it's important to bear in mind that with each passing year, we have more ESG comparables and we're building a history. So the market should be in a better position to benchmark the impact of ESG loans themselves. Okay. Uh, thanks, Maria, for, for all your insights. Uh, very informative. Um, but that's all we have time for today. You know, sustainable finance is a topic we will be talking more about in the future. So stay tuned, and in the meantime, check out our reports and analysis on this topic at LoanConnector.com. And also join us in person this year at our annual conference, which is being held November 2nd in New York City. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe to The Lending Lowdown on Spotify or your favorite podcast platform. When you contribute your fixed income deals to Refinitiv, they'll reach over half a million buy and sell side professionals around the world and be included in our industry-leading league table rankings. To ensure we're capturing your entire deal flow, visit contribute.refinitiv.com forward slash FI sign up or contact our team at contribute at refinitiv.com. Make your deal count.